You are listening to Move With Radiance with Stephanie Dankelson, a podcast all about redefining your relationship to exercise, food, and your body by learning how to first redefine the relationship with yourself. Are you ready to discover your inner truth, your inner radiance? Because there is a more freeing way to be fit. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me on another week of Move With Radiance. We are in the double digits. So this is episode number 10, which is really crazy. (laughs) And I'm so excited that you have been on this journey so far. And I I super appreciate all of you who um, are come here every week and listen. And yeah, thanks for being here. So if you follow me at all on Instagram, you may have realized I have been talking a lot about self-care recently. And essentially that is because this past weekend, I feel like I hit my like breaking point. <laughs> I've been filling my plate really full um, and sort of going by this mentality of like, well, I have to do this and I have to do this. And in order for me to be successful, I have to do this, this, and this. And I think I've just realized that I am human and I can't possibly do all of the things that I am trying to do right now. And so it's been a really good lesson in one, acknowledging that it's okay to feel overwhelmed and to like let these feelings pass through because boy, did they pass through. (laughs) And two, just to remember like, okay, I'm allowed to sit down and say, what's not working for me right now? What can I put off and what can I just stop doing? You know, I think in today's world, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do this hustle and bustle and go, go, go. And if you're not doing all of the things and you're not doing enough and it's just not true, um, you'll reach the level of burnout and none of us, I mean, I, I don't do my best work when I'm at my state of burnout. So just give yourself permission to take a breath and reevaluate your day and choose what makes you happy because what's the point? So that's what I've been focusing on this week. And with that, um, I've been writing a, a, like a weekly blog post. And after starting my podcast, I just found a little less inspired through writing my blog post and realize that it's just another thing on my plate that I don't have to be doing. Um, I'm really passionate about this podcast and would rather put my efforts towards this and I'm just putting my blog post on hold for now. And that's another thing. It's like nothing's forever. So if it's not working right now, it's not to say that it won't work later. And that's just where I'm at. And so I've been doing just a lot of self-work this week on what it is that makes me happy and what self-care looks like for me. And it's been really good. So if that's, if you need a permission slip to do the same for yourself, then (laughs) take this as one because it's, it's really important. It's not selfish to take time for yourself. In fact, I think it puts us in a really good place to be able to show up as our best self for the other people in our lives and for the work that we're doing. And I just think it's really important. So take care of yourself, people. (laughs) Um, thing number two, I am still offering my free 30-minute coaching calls, and the link for that is in the show notes. Um, If you want to learn a little bit more, you can go to um, my services page on my website, which is also linked in my show notes. 
And essentially, if you're struggling with your relationship to food, body image, and exercise, and you've tried all the things and you're just ready for something different and you're ready to stop hating your body, take take a look at this. <laughs> um, it's free, free 30 minutes. Um, essentially in that time, we will just get to know each other and figure out if the full move with radiance program is a good fit for you. And if so, we can discuss pricing and timeline and all of that good stuff and customize a package that works for you and your current situation. So check it out. That again is all in the show notes. And I think with that, Let's talk a little bit about today's episode. So I am bringing you another interview episode, and this is with Kimberly Weiss, who I actually met through a alumni group from a branding course that we both took. And the instructor of the course actually told me, she was like, Hey, you should really reach out to Kimberly because I feel like you would have a lot to talk about. And she was not wrong. (laughs) We probably could have talked for four hours, but that would be a very long podcast episode. So we may be having some follow-up conversations. But in this particular episode, we talk about all things diet culture. And we dig into what diet culture means because I think diet culture is still something that is like a new phrase in the in this space right now. So we actually dig into like well, what does diet culture mean? Um, and we dig into her experience working at Weight Watchers, which kind of dropped my jaw a little bit. You're going to want to listen to that story. <laughs> and we also talk about why it's important to stop labeling food as good versus bad. Um, Kim also talks about how the diet and fitness industries tell us that we don't deserve to live in the bodies that we live in. And I'm hoping that having more conversations like ours will start to change that mindset. So without further ado, let me tell you a little bit more about Kim. Kim is a teacher, speaker, and coach on a mission to dismantle diet culture. She works with smart women that are into body positivity but still struggle with food and body and want to stop giving their power away. She can be found at KimberlyWeiss.com, on Instagram at KimberlyWeiss, and on her podcast, F Your Diet. She also runs a satire Instagram account at Lifestyle Change Barbie for those who like a few laughs. And here's my conversation with Kim. Hello, Kimberly. Hello. (laughs) Thanks so much for being here. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited (laughs) to talk to you. Me too. We were just saying it's exciting to talk to someone who does, we don't have to overly explain how we feel about food. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. So we um, can just live our lives and like talk about other things, you know? I mean, we're going to talk about food, I'm assuming, but like, you don't have that, like just knowing you're on the same page as someone is like, yeah, a little sigh of relief. So I'm excited. Um, so I start every interview out with telling your story or, well, I'm not telling your story, but if you could tell us your story, a little bit about you, kind of where you've got to where you are today and just whatever you feel you want to talk about. Yeah, um, this is one of those questions where I could absolutely just fill up the story and be like, here's all the five, like, again, like, here's eight million things I do and how I got here, but I'll try to, I'll try to, like, make it uh, as as simple uh, 
a simple thing. So right now I do, um, I do coaching with women, like the people that are into body positivity, but like are still struggling with it and have bad days and like, don't know why they're still struggling with it. Um, and so I hold space around, around that and helping people that are, that are into it, but still struggling, um, with the body stuff and learning to trust ourselves with food and the coaching, like all that good stuff. Um, and I love movement. And I think that's something we have in common too. Um, and I love that strand of it. So everything I do always involves like helping people find a way to move their bodies that they like and not just like some prescribed, like, Oh, my best friend did this. It's so good. It's like, I don't care what your best friend did. Like if you don't like it, don't do it. But, um, I guess how I got here is, I mean, the short for, I wasn't always doing what I'm doing now. I used to work in, I thought I was going to be a diplomat. I went to school and studied international affairs. I worked in public relations. Then I, I was working in corporate PR. And then I went and was like working for nonprofits. I like have done like, there's been a lot of like strands, but I think what got me here is um, a frustration in seeing the way the world works in terms of women and girls and how we're all still having the same conversations. Cause what was happening was like through my own journey and my own relationship with food and my body that I went on, which we can talk about more, but I, I, over time, like the conversations I was having and like the shifts that were happening for me, but like also the conversations I was having with other people, I realized like people are not seeing that, that like eight year old girls and like 40 year old women and 75 year old women and 23 year old like we're all having the same conversations it's just like different terms are being used and different examples but like we all have the same stuff and I started to this is when I was working for some nonprofits and um realizing like these connections and like working for Weight Watchers at one point which I'm sure we'll get into but like all of these things and seeing how we're failing people and there's not this real understanding and there needs to be something else that's happening. And it, I kind of got started my own business, not because I was like, Oh, I've always wanted to start my own business. Cause like, I love someone paying me to like take vacation days. Like that's <laughs> awesome. And that's not happening anymore. <laughs> but like, it came from a place of like seeing so much frustration and I was tired of just being the person complaining about it. And I was like, there's a problem here and I'm so angry about it. And I'm so annoyed and I'm seeing all of this stuff and I'm not seeing the solution that I think needs to happen. And not that like, by all means, like I don't have, I'm not like the key holder to all the solutions in the world, but I was seeing stuff in the world with girls and women and bodies and food and fitness and all of this stuff. And I just was like, so tired of it. And I was like, well, I can't just sit here and complain about it. I've got to do something about it. And so that's kind of how my business started. I was like, well, I see, I see something and I'm going to do something about it because I can't sit here anymore and just be angry and frustrated about it. I've got to provide an alternative. So that's kind of really how it started and how I was like, okay, well, that's what I'm doing now. Um, and then I got into coaching and then I was, did some stuff with organizations or with girls and, um, a lot of, a lot of stuff has related, but, um, yeah, it was a frustration and yeah, sorry. That was like my, uh, <laughs> I tried to make it the express version. I'm telling you, I could talk about this for like an hour, no, but yeah, it's easy yeah, to talk about for an hour because when you're, you're so passionate about it, it's like mm-hmm. we can dig into all of the areas. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I would say like that piece of like, which like I think relates to so many things that people experience in life is like, it doesn't have to be about food. Um, 
or fitness or whatever. It can be like anything that you see and you feel like frustrated about it and you kind of get sick of complaining about it. And you're like, I want to do something about it. I want to help shift this. And we can, I think like sometimes we not sound like super cheesy, but like we forget like the power, like one person can have yeah. and the impact like one conversation can have. And I think if we all realize our own strengths in that area and whatever it is, again, doesn't have to even be related to food, but like whatever it is, like owning up to that and then doing something about it. It doesn't mean you have to quit your job, but it could be like maybe like once a month you volunteer somewhere like that's related to a cause you love, you know, like simple things like that. And I think we all have more power than we realize. So yeah. No, I love that. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's amazing too. Like what happens when you start telling your story and you start going after something you're super passionate about what other people kind of come out of the woodworks. And then all of a sudden you have this like amazing tribe of people who are creating this movement. It's like, don't discredit what you can offer and put bring to the table because it's freaking amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. And it's, it's so like, yeah, to know, like, I know we do similar similar work. And it's like, to know that there's other people that are doing similar work. It's like, it's the kind of thing for me where it's like, it's not like, Oh no, like, let me compare myself. It's like, Oh my God, this is the best. Yes. Because this is what the world needs. Because then if we all like, if this problem is solved and like, think of all the other cool things we could do in our lives. (laughs) Like if we all weren't like, you know, obsessed, if, if this issue didn't need to be solved, like, you know, maybe I'd open up a taco stand. I don't know. But like, You know what I mean? Like there's always, I just, yeah, it's, it's so nice to see like, like what you're saying when you start talking about it, you see other people and what they're doing and how it all relates and it's amazing. So, yeah. yeah. And I will just, I'll comment on your piece of like, it is, there's no competitive vibes that I'm getting with this community. It's like, oh my gosh, like, like you said, thank you so much. Like now there's someone else taking care of this too. And I don't know. I just feel really honored. (laughs) I mean, I think it's in there like anything. I think there are like, places where you can be like, Oh my God, I don't know this many Instagram followers are like, Oh my God, I'm not making it. But like all that kind of stuff. But I think the thing is, at least for me, I look at it as like, um, I want to help people. And if my personality is not the right personality or my approach is not the right approach, I want there to be other people that people yes. can connect with because I'm not serve Like I, I'm, I'm not best serving the movement and the people. If like, I'm trying to take everyone and everyone's resources because who we're on a works for me is not going to be the same energy as you, you know, like it's all different. And like, so I love, I love when people, I love just more people doing it because then, yeah, it's like everyone has different energies and we can all just like connect everyone with the right person that we think like they would gel with. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, I love yeah. that so much. Yeah. <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was digging into your blog and yes. there was a very interesting um, <laughs> topic that I would love to dig into because it's just crazy to me that this happened, but knowing that it is like the culture now, I guess, you know, like this is what people are essentially saying, and this is what we're always following, but can you talk about your experience working at Weight Watchers and kind of what happened and what you did from it? You know what I mean? Like, Mm. yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah. So I worked out when I, this was like, you know, when I was like leaving, I was like leaving my corporate job, figuring out like, what am, what am I doing with my life? And I was doing a couple different things. And so at that point I was working at two nonprofits that worked with girls in different ways. Um, like, and then I was also working at Weight Watch. So I was like three, like part-time jobs 
um, which was like weird, but I was like in this, like, I don't know what I'm doing phase. So here's all the things. (laughs) Um, And I started working there and I thought it would be like, there are elements I still think about like, Oh, I like that element of it. Like the community, like people came there and it provides like a community. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like, I, th- I think I, it came from a good place of like wanting to support people and like see what was there. And at that point, like I had told it, like, you know, when I was 16, I did Weight Watchers and then like I did it, um, again at another point. And then the, when I joined it the second time, this was like before I started working there, I joined it the second time and I like joined it because I needed that community. Mm-hmm. Like I just needed a community. I didn't know where to find it, but I like, wasn't really follow. I remember I like, wasn't really following the program, but I just loved going to like the meetings and like talking about food with people. I was like, this is fun. Like we can all talk about ice cream. You know, like there was something about that, um, which isn't what I'm sharing because it's important to the story, but um, it's yeah. Like the longer I was there, it was like, and I, again, I was just like working part-time there, but I, I just started to see kind of it, for me, it felt like there were so much at that point, it wasn't necessarily about counting points, but I just, I felt like there wasn't this like freedom with food or like a real emphasis on like creating a better relationship with food. I do feel like it was just focus on like lose weight because then if you lose weight, that's when your life's going to change. Um, it's, it's so, it's complicated. It's like hard to look back on, but I remember, I just, there were like little things like, you know, someone would be mentioning cheese and talking about like the points value of cheese. And I, I remember this one time I went to Europe and like, I came back and I was like talking about all the delicious cheese. And I, I like love cheese. I love brie. And like, I was talking about brie and someone was like, someone that worked there was like, Oh my God, I can't believe you eat brie. I wouldn't, that's so many points. And it was like little things like that, like over and over again, where I was like, this isn't normal for someone to like need to have a conversation with someone and for someone to immediately like freak out about like me eating brie and how many points. So there were like little stuff like that, or people would come in and like (laughs) people would come in and like, I was supposed to like weigh them right before they went into the meeting. And I like never wanted to weigh anyone. I just wanted to like chat with them. And so I was like, (laughs) not the best employee because I just wanted to like chat and have conversations with people and be like, how was your week? Cause like, you know, you could tell like, people gave so much power to like how much their weight would be like going up or down. I just wanted people to like come in and not weigh themselves, but I wasn't allowed to not do it. So like, I literally just like, I had like a little system and I would, I would chat and then like, I'd wait until like the last minute be like before, like I'd, you know, I'd kind of be like, Oh, sorry, there's someone behind you. Let's just, let's just do this quickly. And then I'd like, I'd make it like the smallest part of the interaction where like, I, whereas I think some people like make it a whole thing. I don't know. But, um, what happened was, so there are all those little things, but then for me, um, I got hired and I was at one, like my weight was at one place and then they, they follow like the BMI scale and, um, it, I wasn't like when they hired me, they were like, okay, that's fine. But like they, to be in one position, like my BMI was never in like the BMI that you're quote supposed to be, Mm -hmm. um, like ever in my life. And, but when they hired, but when they hired me, they were like, okay, that's how we can hire you. You're close enough. You're like, you know, whatever pounds out of it. So as long as you keep going down. So like, but it wasn't like a really big, like, it was kind of like, oh, whatever. Like it, it, it wasn't made to feel like it was a big thing. And then what happened was I had, um, like all along this journey, like at some point I started running, like I found running, um, 
and if anyone's listening to this, I always tell people, if you don't like running, please don't start running. Like don't do things you hate. But like for me, I somehow like found running and it was like a big thing for me. And it was like, I, I had always been someone in school. Like I always finished the mile last. I always struggled in gym class. I would dread like any type of thing like that. And I thought, Oh, I'm not a run- Like I'm not a runner. I can't run. It wasn't that like, I didn't want to, it was like, Oh, I can't, I don't know how to. Um, but like, so in this journey, like I ended up starting running at some point and then, you know, I had done like 5k and like 10k. And then I, I had gone to the point where I decided I wanted to try to like train for a half marathon and run a half marathon. So like, you know, when you're doing that, um, or anything you're training for where there's more, more activity, like, you know, you have to like do weights, you know, you have to like, you know, there's more running or you, and you have to eat more. So you have a lot of energy and like all of these layers to it. And I remember distinctly during this time, you know, I was totally still weighing myself because I worked there too. And you had to like do like monthly weigh in check-ins. Mm-hmm. And I remember like my pant size going down during this, this time, but my weight going up and being like, Oh, and being like, like, it was like, I was like pretty far along on my like relation, like improving my relationship with food and my body. But like, I was still definitely like stuck in dieting mindset back then. But like, so this shift, when this happened, I was like, Oh, and not that the focus should be any on being smaller in any means, but there was like something about that shift that made sense to me. Um, which is like, again, not perfect. Cause like at the moment, like I don't believe in promoting weight loss and like included in that is like being like, Oh, Hey, you have to like be this size. That's smaller. I don't agree with that, but it just in my cognitive, like cognitively, like there was a shift when that happened. But, um, and then I remember I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, again, the same thing as like everyone else is like, well, your BMI is a problem because like my BMI is always a problem, but like my, all my blood work was like, excellent. Great. Very good. Excellent. You know what I mean? And so, and so she was was like, oh, well, your BMI is a problem, but like, don't worry because I hate BMI. It's the dumbest thing ever. But, um, I hate all the, but like the fact that I don't know, I had that. And so I had that like in my mind, I was like, okay, well, it doesn't even matter. Like screw weight, screw like whatever my gene size is, who cares? Like whatever, but all these things I was like, oh, my blood, like I'm healthy. Like I feel good. My, I went to the doctor. I'm like, my blood is all, whatever's in my body is like pretty good. Um, or excellent. I will say it was excellent. And so, you know, I like felt good. And then I was told off, um, and I basically got in trouble. I got in trouble and was told that like, I needed to, my weight wasn't going down and that it needed to go down. And I was, um, pretty young and like my bosses, you know, are like 20, 30 years older than me. And I have a strong voice, but at this point I was still like, you know, finding my steps, like finding my way, finding my way to talk about these things. Like I was still figuring it out. So at first I kind of ignored it and was like, yeah, that's, that's okay. Like that's possible. I can go. Um, yeah, I think I can make it work. And I, she wanted me to kind of commit to a certain number. Um, and at first I was like, again, like still shaky. So I like, it's kind of cringe. Like it's when I read it over, I'm like, Oh, I can feel my discomfort when I read it. I have the whole email laid out in the blog. Um, but yeah, you can see the thought process and the change that happened. But basically like she said that and I didn't, I didn't lose any weight. Cause I was like, okay, whatever. Um, I just kept on doing what I was doing. So I was like enjoying my bronze, enjoying, you know, whatever I was doing, my like weights. So it was fun enjoying walking, all the things. And then, um, like a couple weeks went by and 
I got another email and then it was like, I've noticed that you still like, it was basically like, I told you three weeks ago that your weight needed to go down. It hasn't gone down. So now you're in trouble. Like, that's not exactly what it like. It's in the, it, yeah. If anyone wants yeah. to read it, it's on, it's on my blog, but it's, um, that was basically the issue. It was like, you didn't listen to like, what's the problem? We need to find a solution to this. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, at this point, this was only a couple of weeks later, but I felt like much more confident at this point. And I was like, no. And I just thought like, no, because if I, if I lose weight, like in order for me to like lose any weight right now, I would have to stop running and I would have to stop doing anything physical, like any weight related activity. Like I felt like I had, I would have to, cause I was, I, you know, I can't help it. Like, okay, me exercising and running and doing weights that, that makes my weight go up. Okay. Like I can't control it. So I would have to stop doing something that mentally made me feel good. And I was physically like train. I would have to stop training for this race. You know, you have like certain goals. You're like, okay, on the Sunday you have to do a long run. I had to stop. Like, I wouldn't be able to do these things. And then also I would have to like stop eating. Like I'd have to stop eating food. Like I just didn't, for me, I was like, there was just this moment where I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like I feel like it was like so many layers. And because she came back the second time, it was that second time where I felt more confident. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. I'm not listening to you. My doctor says this, this doesn't like, I just, I was like, no. And that, I was like, no, I'm not doing this. And then she had a call with me. And, um, again, she was like, didn't want to listen to like, even though I was like, Oh, my doctor said this. And then she turned into a whole thing of making me feel like I was getting anxious or worried about it. And I was not getting anxious or worried. I was saying like, I'm not okay with this. Like I feel fine, but that was a problem. And, um, yeah, like the solution was that basically like she called me and I just, she said the same thing kind of on the phone, which is basically like taking away my autonomy of like knowing what my body needs. And, um, cause she was saying like, Oh, it's fine that your doctor says that, but if you'll need to give a doctor's note, but the doctor would like, basically like, it's fine. Unless there's a reason why you shouldn't be losing more weight, then you should be losing more weight. It was kind of like the underlying feeling of it. And I was like, but my doc, even my doctor says this, like a medical doctor is telling me this. And I have a lot of problems with medical doctors. which like, I've also like have shitty things they've said to me too, um, which I have more blogs about that. But in this instance, it was like, I've done blood tests. They say this, the doctor's like, it's fine. And it was this whole thing of just like not feeling heard or listened to. And I just was angry. So I went from being like unsure, not sure about my steps to being like, no, you cannot tell me this. The world is not telling me this anymore. I'm not okay with people trying to control my body weight and size and telling me how I should live my life and what I should do. And it was just this like, not that everything was perfect after that. Right. But like this flip switched in my mind where I was like, no more this person that's like, thinks because they're 20, 30 years older than me. Like they know, no, you don't. I know my body better than anyone else. And I just like, I just remember it so distinctly getting off the phone with her and being, having both like a sense of anger, but also a real like serenity to how I was feeling at the same time with the anger, because I felt like so at peace of like, Oh, I understand this now. I understand like this and what I need to do. And that was kind of like the switch of like, I guess I'm going to start my own business because like, or go start to go down this path because this is screwed up. Um, 
And yeah, I didn't lose any more weight. Uh, she ended up, I kind of like, I basically, what I did was I stopped working at that place and then was like still needing money. So I worked at one of the other places where like the boss was different, but like I wasn't under her jurisdiction. It was like a different States at the same time. Cause I lived on a border of two different States, but like the, the issue didn't get resolved. Um, I ended up like leaving there. And I think if I had stayed there, it would have been, you know, who knows what would have happened, but that's kind of, yeah, the story <laughs> in a no. nutshell, but not really a nutshell, like 10 minutes of me <laughs> no. trying to make it fast, but yeah. No, I, I just, I just, just like shaking my head the whole time because I feel like that story is the epitome of the industries, the fitness and diet industries right now. Where yeah. like, no, like you feel good in your body. That doesn't matter because this is the way that, you know, you need to be losing weight. You need to be looking like this. And these things will then make you worthy. These things will then, you know, make you happy and all these kinds of things. And there's, I think because of that message, we've created this disconnect from what our body is actually saying and what these industries are telling us. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> Just- it's completely insane. And I think one of the things is like, when I look back on it, I can see like where I was in my whole body journey and my story and my life. And like, I was like very far along. And so I think like, I, when I look back at it, I think, oh my God, what if someone was more at like a beginning place or didn't have that same, like just, I think I was just at the right place in where I was at with my own body story and my own journey. And I, I can see that. And I can see if there was any, like if it had been slightly different or I hadn't been quite there yet, that could have been so damaging and so harmful for so many different reasons. And I, and I just, that's one of the things I think about. Cause I'm like, thank God I was at where I was at with it. And I was like confident enough to be like at that point, no, and say no, even though I was like, pretty young. And this someone that was like an adult and my boss was telling me that like, I had to, I was just like willing to be like, no, but I think of all the times, like not everyone has like a voice that's as loud or like as confident in certain spots. And I think of how much harm could be caused to people or are being caused to people, not just at that company, but in different situations where like they don't speak up. Um, and that's what scares me. Well, I mean, two think two things. I, I was thinking that exact same thing. I'm like thinking about my 19 year old self, or if like I was in that situation, that definitely would have damaged me even more than I already, you know, I already had that mindset of I need to lose weight. So having an authority figure tell me that I wasn't good enough, that already I already had a bad relationship with that. So mm. I can't even imagine my 19 year old self in that situation, and how it's yeah. probably still happening to people who aren't as far along in their journey, you know, oh, where sure. they have that voice. And so that kind of brings me to my next question, because I feel like this is sort of a new, for me, at least I didn't hear about the term diet culture until kind of recently and, and mm-hmm. digging into like what that means. But I still think people might be unsure of what diet culture means and how mm-hmm. they how that fits in with them. So in your words, how would you talk yeah. about, or how would you describe diet culture? Yeah, that's a great question. Cause I think that a lot of people think that it's just, um, things that like are like Weight Watchers or like are advertised as a diet, mm-hmm. but like, it's not, it's for me, how I would define it is anything in our world's people, media programs, just the world we live in that is telling us we don't deserve to live in the bodies we want to live in. Mm -hmm. Um, 
which is kind of broad, I know, but like, I really think it needs to be that broad because I, there's so much stuff of like, it doesn't matter what it is, but it's all, it's all like taking away people's autonomy of their own bodies. And it's this, um, emphasis on slimness it's this emphasis on smallness it's like even people when they're like oh I want to help you I want to empower you oh let's you know do this and that it's always like the language is always like um so you can lose weight I never see anything in there where it's like gain weight even though that's something that people deal with too struggling to gain weight and I've had enough conversation I know like I know a lot of times it is weight loss but I've had enough conversations where people are struggling to gain weight and I think like that's where you see the bias of like the focus on thinness and that's diet culture is that focus on the thinness particularly and then it harms us all and then it's like people are like oh I don't I'm just trying to help people feel good it's like okay well then why are you only talking about making a body smaller like what if people are in your class and need to make their body bigger for whatever reason or that's what they're seeking like it's you know I just think like it's it's that focus on that like one body is a very particular body one body is an okay body and even now like with a like quote body positivity stuff it's like that's even become like oh yeah I'm into that but only a certain size body right like only like yes curves but like only the right kind of curves like yeah like I have my body like I have a lot of privilege when I talk about things because I think I fit into that category of like the acceptable body positive so people like are like oh yeah I'll talk to Kim about this I love this because like I can go to into most stores and just get whatever clothes I need no I've not there's like I have a very like normal kind of passable body but like curvy but like active you know it's like body positive but in the right way and so like I'm saying that in like quotes the right way because there is no right way but it leaves out um most bodies and it's like there's just such such rules so it's like the 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 focus on uh striving for thinness everything that comes along with that the focus of controlling our bodies the focus on um taking away the autonomy we all have over our own bodies I would say like those are the pillars for me of what diet culture actually means so like yes whole 30 is part of diet culture yes the 21 day sugar cleanse is part of diet culture yes like anything that like (laughs) (laughs) basically anything that's like telling you what why how when to eat is part of diet culture when you open a magazine and it's like on one page it's saying like oh my god hey feel good about yourself here's all these bodies and then the other thing it's like and then you turn a couple pages and it's like here's how kim kardashian lost her baby weight like that's diet culture that magazine is part of diet culture it's like yeah Totally. Well, you mentioned something too. You're like, even I'm using quotes here, eat clean eating like that, or like labeling food as good versus bad. Like that is part yeah. of this whole mentality. It all adds like, to it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's not to say like people, like I want people to understand their own bodies and, and trust them and know them. And it's like, so yes, like you will get to a point where you know what makes you feel good and what doesn't, but like food is not like, a person like food is not like good or good or bad like it's it's literally food it's information that you give your body it's just it's like and so I think a lot of times people don't see that and they're like oh but it is healthy and unhealthy it's like yes but when you're teaching like I mean no I don't think that but when you're especially when you're teaching it to kid like we put these things in these categories and even if we like we like get that we can have everything we want we still then think like Oh, I was bad. Oh, I can't have that. Oh no, that's not healthier. Oh, I feel bad when I have it. It's just like take away the categories. They're not serving anyone. And all it does is make us feel like we are good or bad based on what we're eating. And it's like, 
we're not like maybe sometimes I eat more chocolate than other days. Okay, that doesn't make me bad. And that's not the food's not bad. It just has maybe more sugar. So maybe I'm more tired. Great. Cool. Next day I won't eat as much chocolate. Or maybe I will. Who cares? I love that because my mentality that the way I've kind of dealt with my recovery is I had to take the label off of food. I had to say, I had to stop saying this is bad. This is good. Because like you said, you then associate yourself like I'm bad because I had this bad food. So my mentality was let's label it. I don't even want to say label it, but let's say it's just fuel. So I have, I'm going to look at this salad, whatever you know, it's so generic, but like, I know at 2 PM, if I have this salad at lunch, I'm going to feel better, more alert and more aware and be able to do my job better rather than if I have a Big Mac from McDonald's, not to say I can't have a Big Mac from McDonald's, but I just choose when I want to have that. And it's just information. And I think if we can start looking at it in that way as it's just information, then we can start listening to our body because it's not to say that whole 30 or keto or all these diets are like bad because for someone the way the thing I believe is that someone did keto and it was like wow this really works for my body where like then they got x result or whatever but for someone like me I know that that will not work well for my body so if you just listen you will find the foods that work well for your body and yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I don't, I don't say like follow X diet or whatever, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm just, it's just like, pick what, what works for you and listen to that. And that's it. Yeah, like, yeah. Turn everything yeah. off. I think the thing is like exactly what you're saying. And, um, the thing is like, people will t- like be like, Oh yeah, keto. Cause it works. Cause this one person said it worked. And yeah, that's great. But also like, if you don't first heal your relationship with food or like right. sort that out, then it doesn't matter what like thing you do. It doesn't matter if you eat salad at 2 PM, if you have this whole dialogue in your head about salad, you know, like it's like, I feel like first the base of so much of this is just going back to like the basic stuff with food that we learned about. And it's so basic with like the good or bad and taking that away and being okay with taking that away as a starting place. And then you can figure out whatever the route road is you're going to follow. Like I said, I like cheese earlier. I love cheese, but when I eat a lot of cheese, I don't feel great because it's like dairy and I don't feel great. Great. Do I tell anyone not to eat cheese? No, because I don't think the problem I have with like the keto and all that, crap is that like that's nice that it worked for one person great don't care because every single person is different and so we all need to just do what works for us and figure it out and experiment and yeah maybe you'll end up finding something that's like actually I'm I'm gonna eat vegan or actually I'm gonna eat loads of meat I don't know but like we can't keep relying on other people to tell us what to do. And that's what dieting culture is, is like relying on everyone else. And it's like, not to say that you can't like read a nice food blog or take recipe ideas from people, but it's just, there's a line where it's like, is this person telling me that I have to eat this because of this? It's like, no, I'm not interested in that. And it's harmful. Yes. And the whole like should, you know, and I think people get caught up in this where, this, the, the fitness and diet industries have become so prominent where we're now relying on them for our next steps. And so we've forgotten what it is, one, that we actually like Two, like, we're now relying on everyone else to tell us what we should be doing. And if we don't do that, then we're bad or we're wrong. Or like you said, like we're, we don't deserve to live in the body that we live in. And Mm -hmm. 
I think, like you said, it starts with having to turn off all this external communication and go inward and start Mm -hmm. looking at how you view food and taking the labels off of it and start listening to what feels good and what doesn't feel good and just Mm -hmm. letting it all be information. And there's no wrong way or right way to feel about it. It just is what it is. It is what it is. And people are so uncomfortable with that. People are so uncomfortable with being like, wait, I can eat whatever I want. Um, and it's like so basic, right? All those diets and everything, they're so complicated. They have so many ingredients, they have so many rules. And it's like, it's like going back to basics is, is is the most basic thing. And it's the, makes people the most uncomfortable. Yes. Because they've lost the trust. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's because they've lost the trust with, with their body. I think. Yeah. How, in your journey, have you had, have you, how have you found or reconnected with your body? Or like, I know that's a big yeah. question, but like, no, I love this question. Um, so like I was talking about running earlier because that was like a really big one for me, hmm. physical like movement. I think when I look back at it, I think like if I didn't necessarily find movement like I know everyone's journey is different and so that's why I'm not like you have to find an exercise like that you like but like for me that's what connected the dots and for people it's like all sort of different things right like doesn't have to be fitness related at all but for me there was a connection between like running and like seeing how I felt like you know it was like if I didn't eat carbs before I went for a run and I only had a protein shake I didn't feel good on that run. You know, like I needed more. I needed, I needed to- two pieces of toast with eggs and spinach and some fruit. Or I needed, like, I just needed a more, like more substantial amount of food. Like, and seeing the like connection between, again, this is like me being pretty far in my own journey, but like, this was like seeing that direct impact of like, oh, when I like, if I do this type of physical activity, I eat this, I feel this different way with food. And just kind of like, looking at it that way. And that was one of the things. And also just like, yeah, like giving myself permission to eat whatever I wanted. And then like, not, um, a big thing was like, I would be like, Oh, if I really want, um, if I really wanted, let's say like a brownie, right. Like at night and I wanted, and I was like, okay, I'm going to eat this brownie. And like, I was like, okay, I'll eat the brownie. And then sometimes I'd be like, okay, I want another brownie. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to eat another brownie. And then I'd be like, okay, am I still hungry for a brownie or is there something else? And sometimes it's like, yes, it's something else. And I just want to like eat my feelings right now. And that's okay. But then other times I would say, Hmm, okay, this brownie is delicious. And I am going to if I still want, I'm going to go to sleep. And if I still want a brownie, when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to eat a brownie for breakfast. And so sometimes I like, I would, I would have like, you know, three brownies in the evening and like one in the morning. And, but like giving myself, I know that's like very odd and specific, but like giving myself that permission to be like, both eat what I want in the moment, even eat what I want. If I was like feeling stressed or emotional or like there being no other reason except brownies are delicious. But at the same point, also having a moment where I paused and then thought, oh, this is good. Maybe I don't want another one right now, but maybe I'm done eating this for right now. And maybe I want another one in the morning. And if I do, when I wake up brownie for breakfast, and there are many times when I've had brownies for breakfast. So, or like whatever the variation on that is, you know, right. the pizza or whatever. 
I think this, this question popped in my mind because I'm thinking like, okay, so if I'm trying to get to this place where it's like, it's okay if I eat food, it's like take the labels mm-hmm. off. I yeah. feel like there's people who are like, well, I'm afraid to do that because then I'll just eat the whole pint or the whole gallon of ice cream yeah. in one sitting. I won't be able to stop. Like, that's why I think people, and it's funny, this whole cycle, but it's like people place the restrictions on food that they can't control. I'm using air quotes here. And what would you say to that person? Yeah, this comes up a lot with clients. Um, I would say you're not a bad person for eating ice cream, first of all. And then I would say our coping comes from a place of wisdom and whatever we're doing, like we need to first like look at that as self-compassion and stop beating ourselves up for like eating said ice cream or whatever it is, the bag of chips, because the problem is that when you eat a pint of ice cream and then the chips and then another pint of ice cream, and then you guilt yourself and then you make a plan for the next day that involves restriction and cutting out and then it works and then you feel better. And then two days later you like, are like, Oh, I'm going to eat this other bag of trick chips now because I restricted. So there's a, the physiological piece of it, the biological piece of it that makes sense. But like, no one needs to hear that. They're just like, Oh, I'm just trying to lose weight. You know? But the thing is like, it's a day you eat a pint of ice cream or you eat the chips and then, okay, great. It's a Monday and that happened. And you look at it with self-compassion and be like, okay, that happened. That doesn't mean you need to eat a pint of ice cream Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Maybe that's what happens. But like, it's, it's coming from, you have to stop and you have to look at yourself and what you're doing and being like, what am I doing? Um, what am I, what am I needing right now? Am I hungry? Did I not eat enough food during the day? Am I sad? Is this a coping skill? I, is this coping for me? Like good for me right now? Because sometimes it is, sometimes food is the only way we have thing we have and the tool we have to cope. And that's okay. Great. Eat your ice cream, eat your chips, do what you need to do and then look at it and don't, don't judge yourself so harshly for being someone that's just trying to find a way to cope with something that's going on in their life. So like knowing that, figuring that out and then realizing like what's really behind that? What do I really, what am I hiding from? What's going on? What am I ready to work on? What am I ready to face? But also knowing that, yeah, if you eat another pint of ice cream another day, it's okay. And you don't need to make a whole plan and your life won't all be over. Cause it's when we fall into that cycle of the plan that we then return back to the same place to begin with. And I know that's not exactly what everyone wants to hear, but like, that's the truth of kind of stopping it where it is and being like, put a break on it, put a stop sign and then be like, this is okay. I'm okay. I'm not bad or wrong. Like I ate ice cream, like take away the hatred of it and be like, I ate ice cream. Not I'm so gross because I ate ice cream. I'm disgusting. I'm so fat. I'm gross. I'm a pig. Right. Why can't just be like, I ate ice cream because I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling emotional and ice cream is delicious. And so I ate this pint of ice cream today. Maybe my stomach hurts a little bit. I'll be tomorrow. Maybe I'll pay attention to what I'm craving. Maybe I want something like eggs for breakfast, or maybe I'll want another bite of ice cream for breakfast, but like letting all the control and like love for yourself come in and having more self-compassion around it because like beating yourself up around it and shaming yourself isn't going to help. You can do that, but it's never going to help. So yeah, that's yeah, what I would I, say. No, I love that. Cause I think too, it sends, like you said, sends you right back into that cycle where we call it the diet binge cycle, where it's like you binge and then the next day you restrict and then you binge and then you restrict. And it's like, until you're okay with two things, I think, 
knowing that it's okay that you have the pint of ice cream and that the next day, it doesn't mean you have to punish yourself, like being okay with that. And then also knowing that throughout this journey, you might and probably will gain weight and that learning to take the weight, the worth out of the weight and starting there because otherwise the cycle is never going to end <laughs> and you're yeah. always going to be binge, binge restrict, binge restrict, binge restrict. I think that's what's so hard about it too, is looking at it of like the cycle never ending because, you know, you see that over people's lives and you see like, you know, I've had conversations with people that yeah are in their seventies and you're like, Oh, you're still, it's still, it's, you're still on it. You're still, and it's, it's just so hard to, to see that, you know, that's, that's kind of come back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Like it is so hard to see that. And that's why it's like more people doing this kind of work, the better because, um, there's other ways to live, you know, there's other ways to live and enjoy our life. And it doesn't have to be filled up with so much worry about food. Cause I know like what that takes away from, from us. Cause I've been there and it's just, it's horrible. It's just that, that feeling of like constantly thinking about food or like worrying about it or like, you know, being like, Oh, I can't go out because I'll like, I ate too much today. And like, I don't want to, I don't want to look fat. I don't like see so many layers to this, but like, it sucks. Like it sucks being in a, in a place where you're thinking about food more than you want to, or maybe you're someone that doesn't think about food all the time. And it's not like that, but then you still have this like thing of chasing, a certain body type that you never had. And we all have such different body types and such different bodies and weights. And like, it's all good. And like, and the thing is we like, we, we have these things where we're like, we're chasing a body that like we never even had to begin with because our bodies are all different. It's like, we go through puberty and our bodies change. So it's like, what are we trying to chase? Like our body when we were eight years old, I don't know. It's just more acceptance, you know? Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, what do you think it is that we're so like, we're chasing for this perfect body? I mean, we're chasing thinness and control. And it's just like, that's, we're sold this idea that we will be happy. We will have what we want when we have a certain size body, right? Like it's, it's like, that's the road to all success. That's when you have, if you have a perfect body, you'll have a perfect job. If you have a perfect body, you'll have a perfect husband If you have or wife. You'll have a perfect body. You'll have perfect face. Like it's just, it fits in. It, like it's this thing of like people, it's so visual. So like people perceive people a certain way based on their bodies, which is completely incorrect and sucks, but like it does happen. And and so it's this, like, I think it's just a route to success and people view it as the ultimate, um, having a certain body in a certain way. And that body time, like depending on different times in history, like the, the body shifts and changes, but depending on like what's ideal. Um, you know, I remember when I was younger, it was very like thin, flat chest, straight hair. Um, and I'm curvy and have like curly hair. And like, now it's more like, yay, curves. Like, you know, like, so the, the, this body we're chasing changes over time, shifts a bit, like it, it changes, but there's still like this, an ideal for it. And so then we go to our diets and food and what we do with fitness to kind of control something that maybe we can't control just because we all have different body types and that's okay. Yeah. And I think too, it might also come with this lack of like, or maybe not lack, but this uncomfortableness with like being okay and living in the present, because I think having this, 
there's like this control piece and wanting to know exactly what's going to happen in that if I get X, I can be happy rather than learning how to find that happiness from within right now. For I sure. think that that also is appealing to the chase. Oh, for sure. And it's like, you know, it's this thing like you go on a diet, you feel good, you feel light, you get compliments. Mm. If it's just, it, it's a cycle that like, fe- there's so many cycles that are a part of it, but it feeds into it. And then you get that outside, um, reward from people too, which like feels like a drug, right? Like it feels yeah. good. Um, and then that just all feeds into it. And oftentimes, um, yeah, what I often talk about with people is like, when we can't control a lot of other things in our life, we go back to like resorting to controlling our bodies and food. Cause it feels like something that we can kind of control. And also so many like groups of women, like the way that we bond are around like food and talking about food and like, it's just, it sucks. Yeah. And like my problem, I don't say problem, but like what I was struggling with was that external approval and worthiness and someone else to tell me that I was worthy and that I was okay. And that they accepted me. And that meant that I would be this person Yeah. where I think in my recovery journey, learning how to find that from within and not rely on anyone else, not my boyfriend, Mm -hmm. not my teachers or my boss, like these people do not define my worth. And I think if we can start learning how to do that from within, like that is a huge game changer in this world, I think. It is. It really is. It's so important. Like we don't need to keep chasing the like everyone's outside approval. Um, Yeah. 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 Uh, There's just (laughs) so many things. I know. What? Okay. I'm trying. Okay. So I'm trying to think of someone who's like really on board with what we're saying. Right. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've, we we keep talking about the sense of community, but is there someone or how can we start creating this community for women um, right now? So that like, what would you say to that woman who wants to like make good steps and like having this better relationship with her body and finding other people who are trying to do the same? It's a, again, a kind of a big question, but I don't know if you Yeah. Have- I mean, I think, I mean, I think that's what we're all trying to do with our work. I mean, that's certainly like, I'm trying to build communities of people so they f- have that connection. Um, but I think like a basic place to start is like just the awareness piece of like paying attention to this stuff, like paying attention to like what you're seeing, like when you're at brunch with people, like listening to the conversations a little bit more, like what are people actually saying? How does that make you feel? Like, you know, when you go into a store, like that is supposed to be all about like health and wellness. Like what are the body shapes? Like what sizes do they go up to? Like how, like just be more aware of like what you're taking in. Like when you're watching TV, like what are the jokes being made? What, when you're flipping through a magazine, like what are you seeing when you're on Instagram? Like what um, are you following? Are they selling unattainable lifestyles that only like rich white people can participate in? Cause that's not wellness. Um, separate rant, but very important. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, you know, just being overall, I think the place to start is like, the awareness piece and just being more aware of how certain things make you feel. And when you hear things, when you say things, when you eat things, just like more awareness. Cause it's not, it's not, it's not like a, a six week program, you know, it's like a, it's a lifetime, it's a lifetime yeah. journey. And it's like figuring out what works and what doesn't. And 
paying attention to what's going on around us and how that kind of stuff can affect us and being very aware of that. And then knowing that it's okay to shift things, including people when you need to, um, not like, you know, eliminate everyone from your life, but like know that it's okay to kind of like set some boundaries up with people and family and loved ones and friends. And if you need to, um, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. I love, yeah, I love that because getting curious and being more aware will then lead you to finding answers and things that make you feel good mm-hmm. and allows you to start like changing the conversation if needed and creating those boundaries. That's hard. <laughs> That's a whole other topic. Yeah. Whole but- other, whole other episode, but yeah, it's, um, <laughs> I think that's a good place to start, you know, cause you can't, it's like anything you can't, somehow it's radical to be like, Oh, you can eat whatever you want, but you can't really, because we've been told for so long that we can't, the best place to start is just by getting curious about it. Um, yeah. Cause I still struggle with this stuff. We all, it's it's never, it's never just going to go away, but when you start learning the tools and, and understanding the power that you have within that helps you from going down this rabbit hole of never ending, Mm -hmm stuck and yeah just to know that everything is okay I think that's my big thing is like yeah. no matter what you're feeling it's not good or bad it just is what it is and it's okay. yes I feel yeah I mean <laughs> I've been dying for a while but like the emotion piece is like really important to me too like I don't like yes don't label food as good or bad but also emotions are not good or bad yes. emotions are information because we have this tendency as a society to like only want the good emotions we only and it's like and then when someone has anger or sadness it like makes us uncomfortable and we don't know how to deal with it and like we need to like all do better at that as people or like to ourselves as well like I still work on that piece of like I'm having like I'm having so much sadness there I'm like having so much anger and that's okay like but even just in the world like we need to stop like telling everyone they need to have like love and light because like, yeah, have love and light and anger and frustration, like whatever feeling, like get it all out because it's all important. And like one emotion is not good or bad. It's all just like telling us something. Yes. And if we, and then my whole life I've suppressed, 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 suppressed. Yeah. And if you suppress it, it's going to come out no matter what. And so exactly. Yeah. Just like we let happiness have a place, let sadness have a place, let anger have a place Mm -hmm. Learn to let it have an outlet and don't label it as good or bad. Don't apologize for it. Like it's just information. Like figure out where it's coming from. Yeah. Like that's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. It's very important. I mean, like to go back to that like story about Weight Watchers, I mean, it ended with like this place of like, at the same time, I felt like anger, but like really, a lot of serenity too. It was like yeah. both at the same time. And I wasn't like, Oh, this is bad. Cause I'm angry. I was like, I'm angry because this all is making sense now. And I'm tired of this. And that was information that I was like, Oh, now I know that. Okay. I feel more at peace now. Yeah. You know? But yeah. if I had just dismissed that and been like, Oh, it's wrong that I'm angry. It's like, who knows where I would be? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I think also just on top of this too, knowing that like, I think society and, and all of there's, we have all of these external pressures of like to be a certain way. And I think that that's probably why this whole perfectionism piece fits in this whole control piece fits in all of this fits into this whole diet culture thing. But knowing that um, we don't have to be a certain way and that trying to hide our imperfections or trying to hide the things that we 
don't want other people to see as weak. It's like that I think needs to change in this world because everybody is struggling. And then the whole trap of comparison starts when we like dig into that because it's like, well, that person has it all together. Why what's wrong with me? Because I don't have it all together. It's like, there's just so many things we what could go all together even mean you know it's like ugh, just like we all have different things together sometimes sometimes like one piece of my life is together and the other piece isn't like you know whatever it's just like it's a it's a moving thing and yeah it's like I think that like anytime that's a good place to so go back to the awareness piece if you see people on the internet or anywhere that like are making you feel like that they have their life together and so you don't and you should work with them do not work with that person because that is like anyone making you feel that feeling of like scarcity like that's not good I don't care what it is if it's not forget it if maybe it's not related to food or fitness or anything whatever it's related to someone shouldn't come at you as like yes people have their knowledge in certain areas like we have our knowledge in certain areas but like no one should make you feel like you're not enough and you don't have enough information and you're like somehow not worthy enough and you don't have your life together, but this other person does. And like, it just, that, that bothers me a lot when people have that is like something they kind of try to sell to people and it's not fair for everyone. Yeah. You know, it just sucks. Totally. Cause even though we're talking about this now, we're like, yeah, no one has it all together. Like so much of the stuff out there is still like people making other people feel like they have it all together. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we have to be like, Oh look, here's not, like, I'm still wearing the stuff I slept in last night. But like, it's, um, <laughs> it doesn't have to be that, but it's just, yeah, we need to stop making people feel bad for nothing. Yes. For nothing. Yeah. yeah. Cause we're all freaking human and we, we all, pe- yeah. Mess Don't up. feel bad for being human really. is like the, the ugh, basis of it all. So we all yeah. F up, you know, <laughs> like we all yeah. better just, I don't know. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Just embrace your humanness. Yeah. Be human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kimberly, do you have anything else that you want to say before we end our time? Because it's, already been an hour (laughs) yeah I know I'm like no you keep talking um no I just like I love I love these conversations um yeah I love I love talking about all these things um I like social media I like Instagram a lot if anyone wants to connect with me on there I have two accounts I have my personal account which is Kimberly Weiss and then I have a satire account um which is at lifestyle change barbie and it's like a barbie that I like put in these positions that I like these scenarios where it's kind of like a take on, on the problems of wellness culture. And like a lot of the stuff we talked about in this conversation comes out through that. And it's kind of, it's my creative project. Um, so <laughs> yeah, good. I'd love to have people check it out, check that out too. But um, yeah, just, yeah, just everyone keep doing what you can. And if I can help with anything and you have any questions for me or something I said that you like doesn't make sense or you want to know more about like I'm always happy to answer anyone because I never want anyone to feel like alone um so yeah I'm I'm very accessible if anyone needs anything awesome yeah and I'll link everything up um for where people can find you and how they can contact you and where they can connect um I'll link everything up in the show notes and um yeah I'm really cool. grateful for this conversation because awesome it was really nice thanks for having me on ask me to talk about yeah. all this stuff it was great yeah it, it you it's so good <laughs> <laughs> so many good feels yeah <laughs> so many good feels yes Love it. well 
Thank you. And thanks everyone for listening and we will all chat soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so, so much for listening and for being here with me. If you want more resources, pop on over to www.stephanie-dankelson.com. And until next time, stay radiant.